We will be having the Lord's Supper here in just a few minutes. Uh, before that, uh, there's a few things I'd like to share with you from the, the Scripture. Uh, if you have your Bibles, would you please turn to the book of Revelation? Book of Revelation chapter 1. And we'll begin reading in verse 10. And then I'm going to skip over to verse 17. Revelation chapter 1, verse 10. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great noise as of a trumpet. Verse 17 through 20. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven golden candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. Father, speak to us today as only you can do, and we're going to give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. So this is a strange scripture for communion. This is a strange place to preach from. On the day we celebrate the Lord's Supper. I want you to notice something that we read in verse 10. I read that for a purpose. The attitude of John on the day of worship. He was not worried about being exiled on the Isle of Patmos. He wasn't worried about fussing and complaining about nobody understood him. He wasn't griping because he wasn't where he wanted to be. He wasn't even complaining about the people who put him there. His mind was where it should have been on the Lord's day. It was on the Lord Jesus Christ. And as his mind was on the Lord Jesus Christ, something happened that wouldn't have happened any other way. The Lord Jesus Christ came to him and manifest himself to John. Let me ask you a question. What kind of attitude are you in today? Why are you here? What has brought you to the house of God today? I want you to think about that for a minute. Is it out of habit? That ain't good enough. Is it because somebody invited you? That's great, but that should never be the reason. Did you come just to sit with somebody to make them happy? That's good too. That's not the reason. We come to the church to hear from Jesus Christ. We come to the church for Him to show us things. We come to the church to praise Him, to honor Him, to lift Him up, to glorify Him because He alone is worthy. 
You don't come for the preacher. You don't come for the music. You don't come for the conversation. You don't come for the laughter. You don't come just for the fellowship. You come with an attitude of worship to worship Jesus Christ. Amen. And when you come with that attitude, when you come with nothing on your mind but Him, He will manifest Himself to you. He will show you Himself. He will bless you. And He will tell you things you need to know. Amen. Amen. Woo! Now John was blessed because Jesus Christ gave him a physical manifestation of himself. We don't get that. Everybody just say amen. amen. You know why we don't get that? Because we're filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And God speaks to us internally through the Spirit of God. And if he's not speaking to us because we uh, internally by the Spirit, it's because you don't have the Spirit internally. So he speaks to you through the Spirit so that you can receive the Spirit so he can speak to you that way. Amen. Amen. And so when John began to praise him and he began to worship him because that's what you do in the Spirit of God, he was focused totally on Jesus Christ and nothing else. And Jesus Christ appeared to him. And man, John had seen Jesus Christ. Listen to me. John had seen Jesus Christ. He had walked with Jesus Christ. He saw Jesus Christ baptized. Amen? And he was called of Jesus Christ. He followed Jesus Christ around. He saw him in so many different ways. He saw him on the Mount of Transfiguration when he glowed and he lit up the, the sky around them. He saw him as he was placed on a cross. He saw him humiliated. He saw him spit upon. He saw what they did to him. He saw him bleeding. He saw them nail him to that cross. But he saw him risen from the dead. Hallelujah. He had seen Jesus. Not only did he see Jesus risen, he watched him ascend up into glory. But when Jesus revealed himself to him this time, he saw something of Jesus he had never seen before. Matter of fact, the Lord told him who he was or John wouldn't have known. Amen. Because see, Jesus is not a man anymore. Amen. Jesus is not somebody that they get to pick on anymore. Jesus is not somebody that's going to ever die again. Jesus is somebody, he has taken his place where he came from in the throne of glory and he became the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And when John saw him, and he, although he had seen Jesus multiple times, he had laid his head in his bosom. When he saw Jesus this time, you know what he did? He fell like a dead man in front of him. He had never seen anything like it before in his life. Y'all yes. listen to me. That Jesus that John saw is going to come back. Yes. Glory to God. He's coming back. And we better get in the spirit because that is the Lord's day. And you better hope you're in the spirit when he comes on that day because that's who he's coming back for. Amen. We better get in the spirit. We better stay in Johnny was talking about a while ago, about the shape of this world. But we got to keep being who we are. We got to be keep being who He's called us to be. We got to keep standing on our most holy faith. We got to keep standing in the Word of God. We got to keep standing in the will of God. We got to keep being God's people. If we're not, we're not doing what He's called us to do. Amen. 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 He's coming back for a people that's working. He's coming back for a people that's waiting. He's coming back for a people that's watching. He's coming back for a people who are showing people who He is. Amen. That's who He's coming back for. 
And we're going to see him just like John did. And we're going to do the same thing. We're going to go, wow! Man, I hope you're looking forward to that day. More than importantly, I hope you're ready for that day. Because if you're not ready that for that day, you're in a heap of trouble. And I love what Jesus did. When John fell down, he knew he had scared John half to death when he turned around and saw him. And you know what he did? The same thing he's wanting to do to you today. He's wanting to reach down and put his hand on you and say, don't be afraid of me. Amen. Amen. That's what he wants. He wants to do that to us today. He wants to touch us and say, and say fear not. I am the first and the last. Let me tell you what, he had the first say, he's going to have the last say too. I don't care what the rest of the world says, he's got it. It's his. Amen. He spoke this world into existence. He's going to burn this world out of existence and he's going to have the last say in eternity. Amen. Amen. That's who he is. That's what he came for. He came to die to make it where we don't have to go to the lake of fire. He came to save our souls. He came to help us go where he is. He helped. He came to save us so that we could be his sons and his daughters and that we can live for him and we can be in eternity with him. That's what he came for. Why is that so rejectable by the world? Why would anybody want, not want to go where he is? I do. Don't you? I hope you do. And so he says, don't be afraid of the first and the last. And look at what else he said. I am he that liveth, and I was dead. You know what he's saying? I'm the resurrection and the life. Hey, that's what he said. He was said, I was alive, and then I was dead, and I'm alive forevermore now. Yes. Glory to God. He ain't never going to die. Listen to me. All of those people who die on this earth and go to him in glory is never going to die again. Amen. Amen. That's what born again can get you. Amen. Eternal life. You know what happens when you reject Jesus Christ and aren't saved? You have a second death. I don't want to be there to you. That second death is eternal separation from love, from hope, from mercy, from grace, from forgiveness. All the things we cherish and want today, gone. But the worst thing about that place, you'll never feel God again. Forever. Oh my. Oh my. Amen, he said. And he said, I got something through all that. I got the keys. <laughs> Amen. I got the keys to hell. I got the keys to death. That's why Revelation tells us that in the end time, in the time of judgment, hell's going to give up the dead. Grave's going to give up the dead. The seas are going to give up the dead. Wherever the dead are, they're just going to give up and they're going to stand before him. Amen. Amen. He got the keys. They got to obey him. He died to have that. And he does. Amen. Yeah. And so he says, I want you to write down some things now. 
I want you to write down what you've already seen, and he did. He described him. He said, I want you to write down what we're going to talk about right now, and then I got some other things I want to show you that I want you to write down too. Now he shows past, present, and future right here. He's the God of all of that, by the way. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And he wants us to pay attention. He knows we can't go back and do something about what we did yesterday except apologize or ask for forgiveness or seek forgiveness. Amen. Now he knows that's all we can do about yesterday, but today, he said don't even think about tomorrow yet. You've got enough problems to think about today. Live for me today. Why? Amen. Because we know not when our end will come. We live for him today. After that old song that we, we hear sung, one day at a time, sweet Jesus, we're supposed to live for Jesus like that. One day. Today. If I can live for Jesus today, tomorrow's going to come. Can I live for Him tomorrow? Amen. Amen. We need to be in. The, we need to be in the Spirit every day, because every day to the Christian man and woman is the Lord's day. Amen. 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 We are to walk in Him, talk in Him, live in Him, follow Him. We are. It's about Him, not about us. It's not about the building. It's about Jesus Christ. Amen. He is our God. He is our Savior. He dwells in us. And we are to dwell in Him in like manner. Amen. Amen. And so He says, I want you to rack all of these things down. And, and it's easy to look at the Bible and say, well, He was talking to them folks back then. No, He wasn't. He's talking to us today, too. If you look and if you go ahead and study all these seven churches that he talks to, you can see us and every one of them. Uh -huh. Every one of them. Amen. And this is what I want you to see. He said, I want to show you a mystery. This is why we need to come to the house of God in the Spirit of God. Look, he tells us what the seven stars that they saw in his hand are. You know what he says? He said, There are seven angels. There's seven spirits. You know what they do? They're the spirits of those seven churches that he's talking to. And they report to him. They see us. They hear us. Now listen to me. Not just at church. Well, another place where the Bible tells us that there's angels that report to God is for, you know who? Children. <clears throat> All them little kids back there, that sweet little girl right there, those sweet kids, that, they got angels. <laughs> Did you know that? The scripture tells us that. We don't preach about it, but it's there. And the Lord watches them through those angels. We do have angels that walk with us, talk with us, protect us, keep us. Amen. They're commanded to. Do you believe in those? Yes. A lot of people don't even believe in that. Oh, they're amongst us, all right. Because he said they were. He said these, are, these stars are angels of the seven churches. And then he says something else. The seven golden candlesticks, or the seven candlesticks you see, are the churches. 
I want to show you something, verse 13. Because he mentioned those candlesticks. Because when John turned around and saw him, he saw this guy, and he saw Jesus, and he said, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And look at this. In the midst of those candlesticks, there he was. He's here. You know what? Because we're a candlestick. And he's in the midst of us. He's in the midst of us. He sees all. He knows all. He hears all. He looks at every heart. He looks at every mind. He knows where you are right now in your head. He knows where you are right now in your heart. And he gives us an opportunity to get rid of all of the junk and focus on him. That's being in the Spirit. Amen. Here's the question. Are you in the Spirit today? Are you in the Spirit today? It's important that we ask ourselves this question because we're fixing to have a time of communion. We're fixing to participate in the Lord's Supper. The Lord told us to do this, and He said, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. And I always bring this scripture up in, 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 in this uh, in First Corinthians because it's so important because if some people don't know this. We have visitors here today may not know this. And this is found in First Corinthians chapter 7. I read this every time because it's important and we're fixing to have a, 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 an altar call. And, and this is the reason. He said, as far as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Now listen to this. Wherefore, whoever shall eat of this bread and drink of this cup <laughs> unworthily. Y'all hear that word? Unworthily. And what does that mean? He shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. That's guilty. You don't want to go there. So what does that mean? Number one, it means if you're not saved, do not touch this. Are you listening? It also means if you have unrepented sin in your life that you have not given to Jesus, and listen to me, He can take care of your unrepented sin that quick. You know how? You confess it, His blood covers it, you're clean. That's a promise of Scripture, a blessing of Scripture. So you don't touch this with unrepented sin in your life. You repent first, and you'll have that opportunity. If you're not saved, come on, we'll take care of that. Ooh, we love to do that. And it's available to you. And he says, when you do this in an unworthy don't stop there. He said, if you do this in an unworthy manner, you shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. But let a man examine himself. Don't be looking at somebody else saying, what are they doing getting that cup? Don't do that. Look at yourself. Don't worry about nobody else. You worry about yourself. Amen? He said, let a man examine himself and then let him eat that bread and drink of that cup. Now listen, it don't stop there. 
For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation unto himself. That's pretty strong language, isn't it? That is what happens when you unworthily partake of the communion of Jesus Christ. You better be in the Spirit on this day. You better have your mind stayed on Him. And you better confess your, your sins to Him and make yourself clean and make sure you know Jesus before you touch that. Now listen, it don't stop there. For this cause, many are weak and sickly and many sleep. That means they're weak, they're sickly, and some have died yes. for protection of this in an unworthy manner. This is no time to giggle. It's no time to jest. It's no time to poke fun at the one sitting next to you. It's a time of reflection. It's a time of examination. It's a time for you to look at yourself, to prepare yourself, and we're going to let you do that right now before we ever offer you this cup. I suggest you make the best of that moment. These altars are going to be open for prayer. These altars are going to be open for you to come. You can pray right where you are if you'd like. That's fine with me. But if you're not saved, come to it. His invitation is always the same. Come. Come like you are. I'll take you that way, but you ain't leaving that way. I'm fixing to save you and I'm going to change you. Would you stand? <coughs> These altars are open for prayer. Don't wait on the music. She's praying to you. Just come on and pray. Get yourself right. Examine yourself. Look at yourself. Focus on just you. If you owe somebody an apology, go do it. If you want to pray with somebody and love on them, do it. If you want to make healing in the body, do it. Call on His name. He's here for that.
Jesus celebrated the last Passover while he was on earth with his disciples. He told them that it would be the last time that he would eat with them on this earth. Amen. That the next time going to be in glory, we'll be together there. And he instituted what we call the Lord's Supper. He was, knew he was going to be betrayed. He already knew who it was. He knew what was coming. Those guys didn't have a clue. And yet he did this for us to remember him by. And he did it at that moment. And the Bible says, as they did eat, Jesus took bread and blessed and broke it and gave to them. Well, Sam, would you pray? Father, we come before you from the grace this day we do. Thank you for your love, your goodness and mercy. We thank you for the conviction of the power of your Holy Spirit, helping us to realize that we were a sinner lost without Christ, doomed to go to hell, be eternally separated from you. And Lord, we just thank you that you did enter the march. You did help us to realize that we were lost. You did give us the grace to repent of our sins and turn on our trust and faith in Jesus Christ. We thank you for the blood that was shed on the cross. We thank you for your body that was beaten, bruised, that you died for us. Yeah. And Lord, we just pray for anyone here this morning that has not come to that realization that you are the only way to keep in their lives, that they would be saved this day. Take this and use it for your honor and glory. Cleanse our hearts, forgive us what will we fail you in Jesus' name. Amen. <coughs> <coughs> Thank you. 
cups here. If you have any trouble opening these things, well, just please grab somebody next to you and say, help me out. And that you have the bread. And Jesus made these remarks to his disciples. He made a simple statement. This is my body. It's given for you. Take and eat. Then he took the cup, and we had given thanks, he gave it to them. Lord, thank you for the, the honor, Lord, the privilege, Lord, that we can, we can come to you at any time, any place, Lord. That the sacrifice you made for us, your body, your blood, Lord, is always withstanding, can, can, never, be, can never be taken away. Thank you, say in Jesus' name. Amen. As he gave him the cup, he said, this is the blood of the new covenant that I have shed for many. And they drank his blood. After he said these things to them, he also said this. He said, Verily I say unto you, I will drink no more of the fruit of the vine until that day I drink it new in the kingdom of God. And as he said those things to him, them, they left the room and they went to the solitary place we call the Garden of Gethsemane. And they sung. They had a hymn. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. So we're going to gather around. We're going to sing. You got to get out, get a hold of somebody's hand, gather around the room, make a circle. If you're able to get up, if not, somebody grab a hold of you where you sit. sing Amazing Grace, but today we're going to do something just a little different. Just follow me. You'll know the song. It's a chorus. Love lifted me.